Welcome world to the Indigo Diaries. First, let me introduce you back to series one, The World Through Your Eyes with me, Tasha Hicklin. The Indigo Diaries is a podcast for those who want to learn about ADHD through others' experiences. So as always, thanks everyone for coming in and listening. And if it's your first time, then welcome. And go back and look at all the others, but welcome. And if you're returning, then welcome back. I just want to say a huge thank you to the response that I've had for volunteers for coming onto this podcast it really means so much to me and to the community that you are coming on and telling your story. So without a doubt, I'm going to introduce our next guest. Okay. And I'm really introduced. I'm really, really excited to have a new guest and a fellow Brit. And um, this lady reached out to me on Instagram and it gave me another great reason why I love online community, because it's just amazing that you can put something out there. Someone's like, I want to share my story. So Without any doubt, I'm going to introduce Bibi. Hi. (laughs) Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about Bibi. So Bibi grew up in the heart of London, above a pub in the centre of Borough Market. Initially a shy girl, but never without an instrument, pub life soon had her bursting out of her shell, even playing her mini glockenspiel in front of the locals some days after school. Bibi has written songs since being a teenager, but was always hesitant to put her experiences into words. However, after being diagnosed with PTSD and ADHD as an adult, she found that she suddenly had a lot more to say and songwriting was the way she could say it. Bibi has always been a pop kid with a love for rock and roll, David Bowie being her strongest influence since she was 10. Despite hitting low moments over the years, she has remained an optimist turning her darkest moments into soaring anthems that will make you want to dance. Oh, my, it makes me want to dance just thinking about it. So if you want the full bio, as I've just read it, then please look in the description below with all of BB's details of how to get in contact with her and how to hear her. I, I can't even imagine her amazing, amazing music. So, BB, I was going to ask you where you want to begin, but we talked about this before. So my first question for you today is, when did ADHD come into your life? Oh, ADHD came into my life very suddenly. Um, I mean, obviously not because I've had it my entire life, but I didn't know I had it. Um, so I I think it was about a year and a half ago now. Um, I basically was referred to a psychiatrist um, because I was really struggling at the time Um just having huge anxiety attacks Mm. and really bad OCD as well not I didn't quite know it was OCD um but someone it might have it was either my dad or mum or the doctor um and I don't know why I've combined them all in my head (laughs) Um, (laughs) but um someone noticed that there was a pattern of when the OCD would get really bad or just we just Mm. thought it was I don't know rumination at the time um and it would always be after a a certain event that was quite triggering um so I got referred to see a psychiatrist about PTSD um and even that I was like well I just thought that was something that you know veterans got and Mm. I don't I just felt a bit like I didn't have a right to have it in a weird way um but at the same time I I was so muddled I was like someone give me some answers um so I went to see a psychiatrist about that um Mm. and at the end of the session he said to me he said okay well you have OCD and you have that because it's a coping mechanism because you have PTSD so we need to look at he was like it's like a pyramid and this is what's going on um and at the bottom I think you have ADHD and I went huh (laughs) (laughs) I love that you went huh what (laughs) I was like what (laughs) I just I just I think because it is 
so little talked about I mm. I was one of those people who my response in my head was is that real is that a real thing yeah um and he told me a bit about it and he said you know go away and research it uh because it also displays very differently in girls and women which is I think is why this has never been brought up to you before um and I went away and started really delving into it I found um do you know I think the channel yeah it's called how to ADHD how to ADHD yeah the, yeah. the best channel the most watched yeah oh oh my god just gave me all the answers I need yeah it does yeah um just covers everything yeah so good um and everything started kind of making sense and I was like oh oh okay right and I started realizing how much I was masking but not just to other people to myself as well okay and it was it was such a big moment and I then had to go and have separate assessments for it mm. um and I was already quite sure that I had it but you know there's there was still the doubt in my head like oh but maybe I don't maybe I'm just you know disorganized and a bit whatever um but yeah a few months later I had those assessments and then I got my official diagnosis for combined type okay um, me too me too <laughs> high five <laughs> um which yeah was a big moment and I feel like I can't now imagine I mean the the lady who gave me my official diagnosis said to me she said you know when people get a diagnosis like this that is a neurodevelopmental disorder that's going to be with you for life it norm it is normal for it to take about a year and a half to to settle in and mm. to accept it um and I think it's been a year and a half now so I I can say that feels quite true um but I just can't believe I didn't know for all that time. Um, yeah, madness, absolute madness. It is crazy, like, where you, if you don't mind me, how old were you when you were diagnosed? Mm, 24, I think. Okay. 23 or 24, yeah. So you're saying it's crazy what, how you've not known for that long. And then I love that you, that you, when he said, oh, at the bottom, you went, mm, and then you did the research and you went, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what was it what was it about that research that made you kind of change your mind um I do you know what I think it was a combination of the research and then just kind of living my life for a few weeks and just keeping an eye on the things I'd read um yeah like I said I to myself had said no 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 I don't I don't you know I don't I'm not disorganized and I'm I'm not like this although I'd literally had like uh, I'd had a friend say to me in a moment of frustration and it, it just came back to me they said Bibi you're so intelligent I don't understand how you make these mistakes and I was just like no that they're just being silly like that's not that's not a thing um and in true ADHD fashion I've just completely gone off the train of thought that I was on <laughs> sorry <laughs> that always happens don't worry <laughs> don't worry it's live this is what happens this is our life right it is it really is um oh the research that's it um yeah so I think I started reading into it and I was quite open from the get-go with it um just because I think with my other struggles, I'd been pushing them down for so long. I just didn't have the capacity to keep anything in anymore. Um, so I was quite open in saying to people, oh, you know, um, well, I think I have ADHD. And one of my friends that I went to school with said, well, you did really well at school. So surely you can't have ADHD. Uh, and I started seeing articles about women who had done really well at school um, because school had given them structure yeah. and 
and you know were organized by their parents and their teachers and luckily I I had a great school life and had great Mm. parents and I think that really rang true for me I you know did looking back get into states of overwhelm and I Mm. would you know struggle with certain things but I always had some sort of support to catch me if that happened um and then reading that coming out of school is when it really starts to display as you know a thing um because you don't have that around you and not living at home anymore and yeah and all of that stuff and then how it can affect anxiety and and stuff like that because your brain never stops going and then Mm. it was suddenly like I was like wait this isn't how everyone is because if you've always been that way then I guess why would you question it yeah yeah and it was kind of like a oh I'm so sorry um see that's my reminder to take my mess yeah um so yeah reading how it affects anxiety and all these other things and and how it can enter your life and and just thinking realizing that not everyone's brains works like this um because I never why why would you think that your brain literally worked different Mm. um because you just assume that's how it is I mean I always had like I know people say this and like it's such a cliche um but I guess it it isn't because that's what we do experience if you have ADHD um I did always have some sort of sense that I was operating on a slightly different field to other people um just in the sense of like I mean I've always been super into arts and music and drama and all that stuff and and just I would just notice like I love that you're laughing when you're remembering it I love it I just always felt like I had a never-ending like not in life just in those circumstances I just had a never-ending pot of energy and I didn't understand when other people when they would like be like oh but there's not enough energy and you got you need to I'm like why didn't they have enough energy like guys just get it out of your pot there's so much (laughs) (laughs) I love that like a pot of energy and it's just like your pot's like here and everyone's is down here you're like come on just take it take it come on (laughs) and like even if my pot was empty like it was never empty just because I think my normal like my normal playing field (laughs) so high and even though I know girls don't display as hyper as boys I've always been quite hyper um and I think people just see it as quite charming and like you know that's just how BB is she's just very enthusiastic and yeah come out as aggressively so I think it was just seen as oh you know that's nice <laughs> no no you're right you're right and it I, I can relate a lot to that with the hyperactivity yeah. but my, they, they always say oh it, it goes and I'm like yeah when <laughs> like when yeah why I'm do people dirty. say that I'm like, yeah. it doesn't go <laughs> it never never goes even at like 11 o'clock at night it does not go <laughs> like even with because I started my meds about two months ago okay. um and I'm on non-stimulants um and I my big worry was oh what if I lose like you know because I uh, it's hard to say because a hyperactive mind can be quite difficult yeah Um, yeah. that is something that I was kind of ready to calm down a bit but like my hyperactive self just being a bit wacky I was like I don't want that to go and Mm. um my parents the other day I saw them and they were like yeah don't worry about that (laughs) (laughs) I like that you like that you said going back to what you said about like being quite open from the get-go and it sounds like that so even after a year and a half you say like you know I don't want that to go like so it's like you kind of just from what I've seen kind of grown to have that understanding of you know the great things and the struggles how yeah what's it like for you to be you know be it open from the get-go what's what what's that look like um it's a weird one because I know before I said I was struggling for a good two years and I'd really kept it 
on the download. I didn't mm. really talk to anyone about it. Um, and that, I think, came from a lot of, you know, I've always been seen as, you know, happy-go-lucky BB, and, like, BB's always bringing, like, the sunshine. She's always cheerful. She's always, you know... And I, it was like I felt this responsibility to remain that way and not be struggling. Um, so I kind of, yeah, went through those few years of keeping all of that stuff in, um, which hopefully makes sense to what I'm about to say. Um, but I think generally as a person, I am quite open. Um, it's just, I think how I've been raised and grown up and I probably is part of the ADHD like I <laughs> even if I try and keep stuff to myself I just can't yeah it doesn't um, work <laughs> there's my favorite quote from um the U.S. office is Michael Scott all my friends are like you are Michael Scott and at first I was like what but now I'm like oh, that's kind of cool um but there's an episode where someone shouts at him because he didn't keep a secret and he just goes, you and I both know that I cannot and will not keep a secret. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's me. That's me. Like, that is, that is me. Um, but I've definitely, since the diagnosis, become a lot more so. And I think that kind of comes from just... I was so exhausted and tired and to be honest really sad <laughs> at mm -hmm. the time this was all going on and I just I didn't have the energy to to not be open about it and I know it takes energy to be open but I just suddenly realized how much easier it was to just try and voice these things and be myself and I really went through the experience of when I spoke to other people about it, um, about all of it, about ADHD and PTSD, you know, I found that the more open I was, the more it would garner the same response back. And then mm -hmm. I would hear about other people's struggles that I, I, I mean, people I knew for years, that I, I never ever knew went through, you know, similar things or different things. And that was such a comfort to me. Yeah. That was like, well, I'm not I'm not gonna stop doing this. <laughs> um but you know it, it comes with the opposite side as well there are some people who don't always understand and yeah a lot of times you have to really keep patient which yes. you know can be hard for us ADHD is um, it can be yeah the patience <laughs> yeah 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 um because you know there are a lot of naysayers out there and a lot of people who don't believe it's a thing yeah. and you know, I I mean, I I wouldn't say I was firm, you know, I was never one of those people that was like, ADHD isn't real. And if someone came to me and said they had ADHD, I'd be like, no, you don't. It isn't real. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm very much like, I would always say, oh, well, tell me more about it. I just don't know. Um, but certainly my dad at first was very much like, uh, I don't know. I don't think you have that. That's what, mm. really? Um, and my mum, on the other hand, was like, oh, shit, I think I've got that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually the case from one parent, usually yeah. the case. <laughs> but what I really found was, um, you know, neither of them were, they were both brilliant and they were both very much saying, you know, we want you to feel better and get better and whatever we can do to facilitate that we're here for. And I think the best thing to getting us all on the same page was was just going through it, being open about it, researching it, you know, sending um, mm. sending the research round. Getting yeah, it. yeah. There was a point where I started saying to my dad and my ex-boyfriend who I was with at the time um because they were and this was lockdown as well so you know we were together all the time yes um and I realized that it was you know it was up to me if I wanted them to understand to give them to, the tools to understand 
um so I you know take them aside and be like oh can you watch these videos with me the how to ADHD videos mm. um and we'd sit down and we watch them and they go oh oh okay oh wait you do that oh. <laughs> yeah it- <laughs> and like sorry uh, I was just gonna say it was it was a slow like you know it's taken its time and it has taken patience and and all of this stuff but if people are open to listen then I will always talk at them (laughs) I love that if they're open if they're gonna listen I'll just talk I'll just talk about it and the nicest thing was the other day my dad sent me a message um saying oh there's a really good call in about ADHD on Radio 2 right now um I thought you might like to know and I replied saying oh well what is it and he he said oh was this girl she sounded a lot like you like she did well at school and she was organized by her teachers and her parents and and now she's an adult and she had a kid and it all became really difficult um and I was just like come on dad look who's on on the on team ADHD <laughs> I love that I love that team yeah. ADHD it's so nice it was so nice I love that that you were that open to go from and and like you say there are those people that are like you know ADHD is not real like don't be silly but if yeah. you're willing to be open and vulnerable right the more other people are and I like that what you're doing is educating people because that's how you shift the awareness you shift the perspectives yeah. And I, I love that you've done that with your own people and having that, because I know a lot of people are scared to do that. And the yeah. fact that you've been open enough and you deserve that after all that, you know, you've been oh. open with everybody to have that. What what would you say the difference that you kind of have that openness with people? Do you think that's made a difference in the way you've kind of come on from having the knowledge that you've got ADHD? Um, I say it has made a huge difference. And, you know, I'm, like I'm very, very aware that I'm in a very privileged um, situation that I have supportive parents and supportive friends and and people who will be open to letting me, you know, teach them things about it. Yeah. And not everybody has that opportunity, um, which I think is why I feel so passionately about being open about it because yeah. I know that I am in the situation where I can be and hopefully that can have like a trickle effect to those yeah. people around me who might reach you know other people yeah um but I mean it's definitely been it's made my journey easier because the more open I've been about it the more people that I am around understand it um so then if I you know I'm having some struggles with it um you know if I'm running late or I've forgotten something or whatever like I (laughs) the typical things right yeah I mean now I mean even in some friendships I've had I think people used to think or they used to take it personally if I dropped the ball but now they understand that it's not personal whatsoever yeah and it's just made everything that little bit easier um it's not you know it's not been the case with everybody um you know I I grew up in a pub and my family runs pubs and um and I've been around that for my whole life um and you know there are older locals who don't get it yeah Um, yeah and I have had certain situations where I'll get, you know, upset or frustrated because you can say as much as you want, but they're, you know, they're not listening, really. Yeah, yeah, um, they're not. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's been really, it's been a journey. It's been up and down. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's life, right? Up and down, up yeah, and down. Yeah, that is life. But overall, I just... I feel like it's been huge in allowing me to accept myself and, you know, acknowledge the things I was masking and embrace the good things. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. Wow. 
I love that. So kind of having that environment and having that openness from you and everyone around you has helped you kind of accept it and talk about yeah. those masking things. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've just I've just listened in aura. Like I just it's just it's really refreshing and, and a very different perspective. And I really like that. Oh, this is well, it's the I one reason why I like why I do this podcast. <laughs> I hope it's all made sense. I like, you know, when you get to the end of a sentence and you're like, did that did I just say stuff? <laughs> yeah does that make sense to what I said before did, does everyone else get it we get it yeah <laughs> well I do yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> it makes sense you're on the light path don't worry and if it doesn't then people could just re- rewind and try and work out it's what's going true. on oh, yeah. do you know I hope this is a bit off topic but I hosted okay. a, a pub quiz um last week at my dad's pub because COVID has been horrendous for pubs and it's, yeah but it you know, trying to get some business back in on a quiet day and it, and it was really good and loads of people came down um but I've never hosted a quiz before and I was stood there and I had this question I was reading them off my phone and I asked it and I kind of had this sense at the end of the question that whatever I had just said didn't make any sense and then I just had to pause and go did I just ask did that did that question make sense? And the whole room, there were like 50 people and they all went, no. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you've got the awareness to ask them. You knew, you knew. (laughs) I had no idea what I said, but I just had a sense of that. Whatever it was, didn't make any sense <laughs> I love that thank you for sharing that and I hope so we hope that in this first half that Phoebe's made sense she made sense to me and I and this is late for me so if she made sense for me and it's late and I'm off my meds then she must be doing something right <laughs> uh, I hope so hope so everyone <laughs> right, well we're going to come back after the break and we're going to go a bit more in depth to kind of this masking and then kind of seeing what's next for for BB and kind of uh let's talk about this music so I'm excited cool <laughs> okay and we're out if you would like any more information on Indigo Hub or our Indigo support group then please check out our website below or our link to our social media platforms or email at indigohub.adhd at gmail.com. If you would like to offer any comments, feedback, get support, or if you're interested in the world hearing your story, then please reach out through any of our avenues. As said before, have a positive week. Check in again later. And we're out. we're back and just like as always I always start with this but I just think it's funny we'll always get off topic during the break and it's like oh right <laughs> especially like a one minute break ended up quite a long time we had some funny stories there so if you weren't here before then rewind now because you would have missed a great half talking to BB so BB welcome back thank you <laughs> I say welcome back but it's been like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> But no one else knows that. So you were talking in the first half about kind of your diagnosis and then being open and having people to be open with and kind of like afterwards. So you mentioned a lot about masking and kind of having that realisation that you were masking a lot to yourself and to others. I just wondered if you would talk a bit more about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the things... It's funny when I say masking because, like, I don't think I was doing it well <laughs> um <laughs> I love so, you that. Know, like the things the things that I would do um I always always forget stuff um like physically um the biggest example I can think of was um I did a show we were taking a a play up to Edinburgh Fringe um and we were going from London to Edinburgh and, you know, we had to take all the set and the props and the costumes. And then we were going for two weeks. So we had to take all our own stuff as well. And like our clothes and all this stuff. Um, And (laughs) we got to King's Cross station um, and we'd gone in three black cabs so we could fit everything in. Um, And we get there and there's about 15 minutes 
before the train goes um and you know we're all standing there there's about 10 of us and everyone's got their stuff and I suddenly go oh but has anyone seen my suitcase oh no is it was it your own clothes yeah oh no it was such a big suitcase (laughs) that honestly it had my life in it Um, oh no uh okay um and you know when your brain just kind of goes it goes just blank yeah Uh, (laughs) and in my head I was there and obviously it was my fault because it was my suitcase and I I think my masking self to me I was saying to myself like no 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 you no this isn't no this is not your fault no, mm. this must have been in another taxi or, or I don't know. Uh, and then <laughs> I just start desperately running um, back to where the cabs are to see if this cab has got in the queue to pick up people yeah. uh, like the net, like at the taxi rank. And I'm just running around thinking, oh my God, oh my God, what have I done? Why is this happening? I can't believe this is happening. You know, like I say a lot, like, why does this always happen to me? It doesn't make sense. Like, there's not a reason for it. Mm. Um, Obviously, there was a reason for it. Um, And luckily, I ran outside um, and I saw my suitcase in the middle of the outside area. And there was a security guard reaching it just as I'd got to it. And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And I must have left it in the taxi and the taxi driver put it there um thankfully um and I got there and the security guard was like is this yours I went yeah I'm so sorry and he went you cannot leave a suitcase on its own in the middle of King's Cross station and I and I said believe me I know um because this was in you know the year of there were a lot of terror attacks going on oh yeah that been there had been them in Borough Market where I grew up and where the pubs were. So yeah. I, you know, I was I was very, very aware of how bad that was. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I know, I am so, so, so sorry. I like, I yeah. I don't know, I don't know why this has happened. Um so thankfully that turned out the best it could have in that situation. Um but you know, I would just do stuff like that all the time. I've been through like 10 different debit cards um I would just lose stuff I would just forget stuff places Mm. um things like that I would forget me I I used to run a little fringe theater in my dad's pub um and (laughs) it was like a really good job for me but also a really bad job for me uh (laughs) because I was in charge uh which was good but also meant that, you know, there was no one really, <laughs> there just weren't any consequences for me. Of anything that you did, yeah. yeah which I think I need. Um, not because, you know, I don't want to do the work or whatever. I just, mm. forget, like, I will just forget stuff. Yeah. Like, I once luckily walked through into the pub to go down into the theatre. And it was just by chance that I did it. And when I walked into the pub, there were these two guys and they went, hi, BB. Uh, so nice to meet you. I was like, hi. And when I said hi, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, hello. Uh, yeah, but oh, nice to meet you. And sat down at a table with them. And I was suddenly thinking, am I, am I meant to be in a meeting right now? Is this a meeting? Because I have no idea. <laughs> what was it? What was I, it? It was it was a meeting that I'd arranged with these guys for them to put on a show in the theatre and I just had forgotten and luckily I just went along with it until they started talking about their show and who they who they were and it slowly started coming back to me. I was like, oh, oh okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So I just I honestly I think a lot of times my masking just comes from me pretending that I know what's going on when I have no idea. <laughs> um and a lot of the times I've gotten away with it by chance um, <laughs> and other times I'll you know make up an excuse or something um, but yeah just these little things all the time mm. you know, I would send contracts and I'd be like oh I sent it with the wrong date on it and I'd be like okay I'll send it again 
and then I'd send it with something else wrong on it. Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> why, why can't I get it right? Um, yeah, but I think I would just, yeah, I would just ignore it or pretend like I knew, um, mm. and just kind of wash it off every time. Like, yeah, it wasn't a frequent thing, even though it absolutely was. Do yeah. you think? Do you think that that kind of had any effect later on? Like, kind of that kind of masking kind of that you know like you said kind of just going oh no it's nothing it's oh I'll send it again did it that have an effect later on kind of when you realized that yeah 100% you know I think I realized that I think this is common for a lot of people with ADHD Mm. that I had kind of collected all of this anxiety um from it because I you know things would go wrong and I would suddenly be really overwhelmed and stressed and and you know I think one of my um bigger symptoms is emotional dysregulation and Mm. overwhelm um and I tend to not get angry very much but I would just I would just cry (laughs) (laughs) all the time um because I would just get so stressed out um Mm. and feel like I couldn't handle it and then I would feel to myself that I was you know an imposter like I shouldn't be doing these things and I I was lazy and I didn't work hard enough and actually I was go 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 all the time but Mm. some some of the time you know it's that thing where you are sat there and you are thinking of all the things you need to do and your brain is going so fast and working so hard but you're not doing anything yeah um yeah and all of those things I think did really build up so by the time I was told I had it and you know researched it I kind of had this whole awakening I think yeah um about okay what what do I really want to do what isn't working for me what do I what can I stop pretending that I like and I'm good at just to seem like I have it together because I what's what's the point what is the point of me doing that um so yeah it kind of was a big big moment Um, it sounds like a big moment and I love that like what's the point what's the point in trying too hard and trying so much when like who am I doing it for and so since you kind of took that mask off (laughs) as we talk about drama (laughs) what is do you think that relates back to the openness what what has that been like for you that awakening or that taking the mask off um to be honest it's been really liberating Mm um and I won't I'm really conscious of I think I'm just such a I'm such an eternal optimist that sometimes I make it sound like it's all easy peasy and my goodness <laughs> it isn't no. um and you know taking it off was really really scary in a lot of senses yeah. um and especially like I'm very good at being open with people I know really well and I feel safe with and I will do it with other people but I it like fills me with dread and anxiety because you don't know how people will respond. Um, Mm. And I think one thing I did find difficult was suddenly realizing, I mean, it's quite a big thing to suddenly be told that your brain is not the same as everyone else's brain. Yes. It's Um, humongous. Yeah. Yeah. And that you do have a disability um, because that feels like a big word. Mm -hmm. Um, not that it you know I think we should get to a place where it shouldn't be such a big word yeah um but yeah I think I did go through periods of feeling ostracized and different and Mm. weird um and you know taking off the mask in a sense comes with a lot of that yeah because you know like I said to you before I'm pretty hyper (laughs) and you know I've always embraced that and I've always been you know quite kooky and loud and what have you um but sometimes you know I'd let it out 
more because yeah. I would think, okay, well, you don't need to mask this anymore. So just, just let it out. But then you do have people going, whoa, you know, yeah. you're, you're a lot. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I hate that. And they go, you're a lot, you're too much. What? Oh, okay, right? thanks. I, honestly, I went like, I went on a date with the, with a guy. Oh, I feel like I shouldn't say this publicly. I, he'll never hear this. He'll never hear this. It's fine. Okay, this is not you if you're listening. <laughs> this isn't you. <laughs> to be fair to him, he was a lovely guy. He was very nice. Um, but he did say to me, and I could tell as soon as he said it, that he regretted it. He was like, oh, yeah, but you are quite full on. And I was like, hmm? <laughs> uh, I went, did you just say I'm full on? And he went, yes. I went, well, do you think that? And he went, yes, but in a good way. <laughs> You're like... I was like, I can, I could kind of understand how he was trying to say it. But at the same time, I was like, way to make a girl feel just, you know, a bit out of place on a first date. There wasn't a second date. I was about to say, I bet there wasn't <laughs> a second date. In my head, I was thinking... Was there a second? No, because no. if someone said that to me, there'd be no second day. No, um, but you know what? I said this. Um, I said this to a good friend of mine um, after it happened, and she had the best response ever. Um, she's a wonderful, wonderful woman, and she said to me, "BB, you're not too much. People just have small hands." <laughs> yeah, and I thought yeah I and I remember that I keep that with me because I love it so much you know we're all different and Mm. what is wrong with some of us being louder and more out there and a bit crazier than others because then we wouldn't have people you know Mm. people like David Bowie and we wouldn't have people like you know Youngblood he's one of my favorite musicians at the moment we wouldn't have these people um and life would be boring so oh did I say that all too far away <laughs> you're good. Carry on. no you're right though we wouldn't have all those people and uh I just thought that was amazing that you that you, you went into your own world and then you start the mic got further and further away I could hear I heard every word oh I'm so sorry. no you're all gone I love it and I'm going to keep this in there because I think it's brilliant no but that's what happens when you're so passionate about something it becomes and like you said this who says who says that neurotypical is the right way to be yeah. and I'm always a big blue who says that being ADHD being someone that has a disability or whatever however people see it why is that wrong yeah exactly And it's just, I think the idea that some people have of, you know, it's something that you can always control because it's not. No. I think that's the biggest misunderstanding about ADHD is that people seem to think it's some sort of different condition where you have some control over these things. They're just traits that you have. And it's like, no, I, I, I can't help it. It's yeah. Yeah. I cut like you know it's the same as I don't know here's me going off having a big comparison and I don't have one in my head <laughs> so it's like I don't know like oh I don't really want to say that <laughs> it's like being addicted to sugar or something I don't know just random like you when you when you I'm not saying ADHD is like addiction I'm just saying like when you want sugar all the time you can't help but have it because you're so used yeah. to it like it's yeah. just it's not a very good comparison yeah. but you know what I mean well, I guess it's like if you like this is such a stupid comparison but it, like it's if you have a cough right and you need to cough, <laughs> cough because they're they're like this stuff needs to get out <laughs> like yeah but it's say, true yeah yeah you're not gonna be like oh dude or it's like oh sorry this is such a silly one as well but I remember being a kid once and I had the hiccups and my brother oh, yeah. got- Baby, stop hiccuping. You're so selfish. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, how are you meant to stop it? And why? Why should we stop it? I can't stop hiccuping. Mm. It's the same with ADHD. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can try, but I will not always succeed. <laughs> wow, that's a very, I like, I really like that. And it's that, it's that thing when people think you're using it as an excuse and it's like yeah. no it's an explanation it, it, some people do use it as an excuse and I will yeah. say that but it is 
it's an explanation but when people are like oh you don't, what were you talking about like and you're like no I, I just can't and sometimes it is like that and it's like this is going to happen still even if I have 25,000 COVID strategies not always going to work yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and it's just about I think like you said it's not excusing it but you know definitely learning ways of something that I've tried to get better at is I will like interrupt people sometimes and then just go and then I'll I'll stop and I'll go I'm so sorry I just interrupted you I really didn't mean to what were you saying (laughs) yeah and you know and people are fine with that most of the time and if they're not then bye (laughs) (laughs) I love that if they're not then bye I like that being open right so as we kind of coming as you move forward right now how what do you do now to, uh, like just some things that you may do now that you didn't do before to help you manage your ADHD or help you kind of like you said live your life um well I guess one of the biggest things that has changed in the past two months is I started medication mm-hmm. um which was something that I decided not to do at first and I can definitely say that was a stigma-based decision. Um, and I went back to the psychiatrist early this summer, actually, um, because I was still really struggling. I was struggling with ADHD. I was struggling with PTSD. And I'd been through PTSD therapy, um, mm. but I was still really struggling. And he said, well, the reason why your PTSD isn't better is because we need to treat the ADHD so that the PTSD can improve and I was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) and I and I'd let this decision be made for me by all these naysayers and all this stuff out there when really I thought well if I'm never going to get rid of this PTSD without medication then I was just like decision made Mm -hmm. I'm going to try it I want to I want to find out for myself doesn't mean it's forever but I need to know yes. if this is going to work for me. Um, so I started non-stimulant, um, mainly because I know stimulant can be quite bad for people with anxiety and PTSD and stuff like that. Um, so I started non-stimulant. I've just reached my highest dose, um, which is 100 milligrams. Um, and really, that has been such a huge thing for me to be able to start changing some behaviors and you know actually enacting things that will help and has also I think the biggest difference it's made is the emotional dysregulation that I said was one of my mm-hmm. biggest struggles it's just helped that unbelievably really like wow crazy amounts you know, it's not perfect. I'm yeah, still yeah. very emotional. Um, and I was really scared of like emotional blunting and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But I did say before I went on it, I was like, but you know what? I feel like I'm just way up here and like people are like kind of down here somewhere. So it'll probably just be brought down to like somewhere in between there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's honestly changed so much for me already. I, you know, my PTSD, I, I still struggle with at times, but I feel like I'm getting to the root of it. Um, definitely, I'm a lot less susceptible to triggers, um, mm-hmm. a lot of triggers that I was before. Um, my mood just feels a lot more stable. It's not good. I definitely wouldn't call it stable, but it's more stable. <laughs> I like that that you do that. Like my mood's more stable. Every day's not perfect. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think the biggest, the biggest changes for me is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do things like I've got my a little whiteboard in my room and I try and write stuff down when I remember it so that I will actually do it and, you know other things like getting better at using a diary and a planner and stuff like this um which I've never been good at um and still I'm mediocre at um (laughs) 
but I think the biggest difference it's made is is giving my brain a bit more space um, yeah. it's not so loud all the time and I think I can just go easier on myself and try and do more of a, a strength-based um, treatment. I don't, I'm obviously treating myself, so I, don't, I just couldn't think of another word. No, um, you're right. You're strength-based, yeah. Yeah, and just sit down and think, right, well, what what am I good at and what can I concentrate on? Um, this is why I, I started doing so much music because it's the one thing that I can completely hyper-focus focus on mm. and just like you know get on with it um and I did that I decided that I wanted to start nannying because I love kids and I know I can work with kids if I'm good with kids because I guess <laughs> because you know. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say I know because... what you're gonna say <laughs> It's like when I'm like when I'm with the kids that I nanny and they they will do something weird to like get a response from me and I will just join it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were like, gonna yeah. say that. I'm like, try me. Like the other day, the little boy I look after, we were coming home through Battersea Park in London, and he starts going like <laughs> like like a, a dog or a wolf. And then I look he looks at me like, yeah what are you gonna say <laughs> I look at him and I was just like <laughs> I just did it louder and he just lost his mind he thought it was so funny um but like Brilliant. that that in itself it's nice for me to have a few hours a day to be around kids who don't they don't judge any of that behavior yeah, they just yeah. love it <laughs> that's what's brilliant about kids I love that you I love that I knew you were gonna say about the kid thing but you say about because I'm exactly the same so you said like I think it's really amazing though. I have to highlight this, that you have come to this place. Like I know you've got your therapy and your meds and stuff, but you've really come to this place by yourself. And that's, and that's very rare. I don't, I just wanted to say that like, you know, like it's really rare that you've come to that, like that strength base. Cause that's what that's well for me. That's, that's basically my philosophy. So that strength based approach and what I'm good at and concentrating on that. And I think that's, actually very inspirational you've come to that by yourself and I know you've got people around you've got the support systems but you've come to that conclusion for yourself and I think that that's that's yeah inspiring thank you so much I'm getting all like shy now (laughs) sorry I'll go back to the nanny and the music (laughs) honestly thank you so much because that really does mean a lot and um I think my my dad always says to me that I come, I can very easily come across like I'm doing way better than I'm doing. Yeah. Um, this was a problem when he first took me to see the doctors when I was struggling. So I'd just get in there and I'd suddenly be like, yeah, so this is what's wrong. And da, 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 da. Um, but we'll just seem really together. Um, and, you know, it has been a journey and it has been mm. like crazy. So to hear that honestly means so much and is so nice to hear yeah. and feels very well rewarding and yeah oh nice emotion moment <laughs> yeah, yeah. so kind of according to kind of the, the last kind of few minutes so tell us about the music and kind of what where that comes from and all of that tell us about that oh, this is where I get excited <laughs> I'm gonna have to try and keep my microphone near to my face um yeah so I guess this was one of the big things that I realized in the past few years um because I've always been obsessed with music and very Mm. much grown up with it uh my dad was in a band when he was younger um and I think they stopped just before I was born um and you know they they weren't like mega mega famous but they did really well um and you know did some awesome tours and all this stuff and then he went into I think he did a bit of producing and he also managed songwriters um so when I was really little we lived in this little flat and he had kind of like it's like a cave room under the pavement with no windows (laughs) and he had his kind of little office 
office studio in there where he'd work. Um, and my mum um, was making documentaries at the time. She was working like in TV and stuff, just being a general badass. I just always think my mum is the biggest badass. Um, <laughs> it's not to do with much, but, you know, just giving her a little shout out. Shout out um, to Bibi's mum, the badass. Yeah, yeah, the badass. <laughs> um, and my dad... So when I was like a toddler, my dad would be working from home um, and I he always tells stories of like him being on the phone and I would just go in there and literally cl- climb on his head and just like lie on his head, but be quiet so I didn't disturb him, but I was just on his head. Um, and he'd be doing all of this stuff, you know. That was kind of his world. Um, and I remember some of these songwriters, they would come and stay on mattresses on the floor in the living room me and my brother once put our hamster like in the sleeping bag of one of Of course and we'd like close it so it'd just be running around (laughs) um bless this poor songwriter I think he's gone on to do really well though he's like written for like some cool people um so sorry about that hamster um cool songwriter um if I ever come across you again um but because this was all around and my dad is such a pop culture um Mm. fiend um (laughs) so you know every week we'd have top of the pops on and he'd always be playing me new songs and um throughout my whole life he'd say oh my god this is this oh you need to listen to this and we'd watch so many music documentaries um and it was he actually pointed it out to me um a few years ago he went I can just tell like you just love it it's one of the few things that you'll sit down and put everything down and you will just watch it and I was like oh yeah um and you know because I I I basically got really bad stage fright when I was at school just surrounding music not not drama for some reason um very strange um but I I basically had this I entered a piano competition and I played a piece and I don't I don't think I'd slept much the night before I don't know what happened but in the middle of the piece I just I didn't even do anything wrong I just stopped playing for like five seconds and just froze (laughs) and I was like and then carried on and finished the piece but something about that moment just scarred me (laughs) So at school, like I, I did music GCSE and A level, and composition was always my favorite, favorite mm. thing. Um, I remember when we got to A level, and I said to my teacher, I was like, I'm going to write an orchestral piece for my composition. He went, No, Bibi, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like, You've, you've never done this before. You don't know how to do it. Like that is going to be so much work, and like, no, just you just shouldn't and I was like uh okay well I'm gonna do it (laughs) did you do it I did do it and bless him he he was a brilliant brilliant teacher he was called Dr Pete um and he was so um he just really supported Mm. even though sometimes people like no you're going too far he always would help and support um and he was fantastic and it was like a small it was a I think he talked me down to like a chamber orchestra. <laughs> um, he got you down from the big one. Yeah, he talked me down. He talked me down. Um, but I just loved it so much. Um, I just never had the confidence to think that I could, you know, do it. Um, so I went, I left school. I went to drama school. I did a foundation course at drama school um, and then went into acting and putting on plays and running this theatre which I also love, like, don't get me wrong. Um, And I don't think I will stop doing that. Um, But I just suddenly one day realized, you know, people would say to me, especially like all my friends are, you know, in the arts in some way, that kind of thing. And people would say, oh, well, especially in meetings at the theater, they'd be like, oh, well, what's your favorite, who's your favorite actor? What's your favorite film? what's your favorite play and I'd be like uh and don't get me wrong there are there are things that I love and things I've seen that I love Mm. and I do love certain actors and all this stuff but I would always find that I would just disengage a bit in the conversation 
mm. the longer it would go on. Whereas I realized if someone started talking to me about music or anything to do with it, I would just go on and on and on. I'd be like, oh, have you seen this documentary? And let me tell you this weird fact. And da 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 And like... <laughs> Bingo, interest. <laughs> yeah. And any any pub quiz, like any song that came on, I'd be like, oh, this is this. And everyone would be like, Bibi, why do you know this weird song? <laughs> Look I just, I just love it. And I think I realized, I was like, well, this is something that I can just endlessly talk about and obviously love. I just have told myself that I can't do it for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one day, I think I, uh, I was watching the Brits and the 1975 were performing this song called Sincerity is Scary. Such a good song. Um, And it was so cool. He was like on this like, like, I don't know, this treadmill thing built into the floor and I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, this is so, this is so good. Oh, I want to do that. (laughs) And I was suddenly like, oh, I have to do it. I have to do it because I, otherwise I'm just going to spend my whole life being like, why didn't I try that? Mm. Um, And then that's kind of from that moment, I got, I got really into it. And then I got the ADHD diagnosis and I was like, right, well, I know what the interest is. I know what my hyper-focus is. So why don't I just go for it and have fun and see what happens, basically. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So as we, well, I just love that. And you could hear the passion in your voice. And you could hear it and you could see it. And I wish everyone could see the face. You should just, and the microphone, but yeah, I'm proud. You get the microphone there. It didn't I go off between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> you get the microphone there. So, what's kind of as we come to the end? What's next for you? Oh, that's such a good question. Is that a loaded <laughs> question? Sorry. No, it's not. Um, I'm trying to be better at because um, obviously at the moment, so I'm nannying and writing music and putting songs out there. But I'm trying to be better at. <laughs> like not you know when you can suddenly go like oh well I don't know I'm just like doing this and I'm yeah yeah go, but blah, blah 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 um so I'm trying to be better at not doing that um so I just released my third single on Friday um which was very exciting um and I've got an EP I finished recording an EP which hopefully will come out before nah, I'm going to be realistic it'll probably come out <laughs> early next year <laughs> um, but I've written a song one of the songs on the EP is called don't have the dopamine and it's oh my, that's brilliant. a whole song about how I how I feel ADHD is and it is like the whole energy of the track as well is just entirely bonkers. Um, <laughs> so I think that's the one I'm most excited to release. Um, so I'm going to keep going with that. Um, and just, I don't know, keep plugging away and not giving up really and keep trying to figure out new ways to um, tame the beast of ADHD but at the same time let it flourish <laughs> I love that tame the beast of ADHD but let it flourish at the same time <laughs> love that and uh I I can't also wait I think that's going to be my favorite also <laughs> so uh anyone that's listened to this go on all the links are below to to find Vivi and to find her music because I'm sure I'm I'm going to go and listen to her after this so Vivi what would you like to kind of round up today with what would you like to leave our listeners with do you know what I because re- I was thinking about this earlier and I came across someone who I really admire and I remember they'd said something that I've actually kept with me for a long time and the person is Dan Wilson um and he was in Semisonic I can't I'm really paranoid I'm saying the wrong band name but I don't think I am do you know that song Closing Time yeah yeah so he wrote that song that's that band and he also is now just like the coolest songwriter he wrote someone like you with Adele he wow. wrote taylor swift like housey just 
just behind so many massive hits mm. um but just isn't the face of it um and i saw it was a just really short video that he'd put on it's either instagram or tiktok and he put it on a while ago and i refound it last night and it's just like a 10 second clip of him talking to the camera and he goes if you're gonna let your freak flag fly that's really hard to say you're gonna let your freak flag fly let it fly super high because otherwise people are just gonna say that's nice and i was like whoa <laughs> wow now that's a great ending so if you're gonna let your freak flag fly ah, freak, freak <laughs> flag fly high then do it yeah let it fly so high because what's the point otherwise <laughs> yeah and that relates yeah. a lot to what we've been talking about today yeah yeah so let it fly you do you you do you guys that's the biggest thing yeah thanks again bb and uh what a great way to come and end well, what a great way good just i've really really enjoyed this and what a great way to end that basically let yourself fly and you be you and it's yeah been such a pleasure to to have met you so thank you oh, for that likewise thank you for having me i've enjoyed it so much good so yeah again we leave we leave everyone with another inspirational diary and i mean that from the bottom of my heart and sometimes someone that i know i could i know i was like standing up at, i wanted to stand up at some place i was like i know i yeah i can relate to that i can relate to that i can relate so maybe you'd be able to find some relation in this as well and it might give you some peace that there is someone else like that out there that is struggling and also thriving like you could or you want to or you are and I just want to say as we finish today if you would like to share your story with others that can make a huge difference and if you want to then always reach out through our social media avenues which are always below and look out for next week as we launch another episode of series three and maybe another guest for series one and we're going to sign out and why not let your freak flag fly high? Yes, I did it. So we're signing out, Indigos. We'll see you soon. And we're out. Dear Diary. Dear Diary. Dear Diary. Today is ending. I'll check in again tomorrow. Tomorrow is a brand new beginning. Good night, sweet dreams. I think tomorrow will be... Shh.